You're listening to the Today's Wills and Probate podcast, one of the leading sources of information for the wills and probate sector. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todayswillsandprobate.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello and welcome to the latest Today's Wills and Probate podcast. I'm joined by Joe Lander. Joe is the Business Development Manager at Anglia Research. And Anglia Research are, I'm sure, Joe, you're going to go into more detail around this, but a a provider of genealogy services. The topic of the discussion today is specifically going to be around missing beneficiary indemnity insurance, which, as we were discussing before we started, it's not always the most interesting of topics, Joe. So we're going to make this a really, really interesting podcast all about missing benefits. We're going to make, we're going to give this a really good go. As we've been discussing, it's without doubt one of the topics that you get the most queries on, uh, and and so that's why we think it's it's really very relevant to to be talking to practitioners about it today. I'm going to start with a little bit about you, Joe, if that's okay. So it'd be really interesting to kind of understand a bit about your background uh, at Anglia, a little bit about Anglia, and uh, and also sort of what your role is at the business. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm coming up for two years at uh, at Anglia now, so it's been um, a real learning curve, as you can imagine, because I'm, I'm sort of fresh to the to the to the industry. And I guess sort of linking into um, the topic of today, I've had 20 years in in, in financial services or, or particularly insurance, actually. So it's kind of uh, an area that um, you kind of never get you never get away from when you've kind of been in that industry. It's been really exciting sort of this stage of my life to sort of learn and to sort of understand a new a whole new industry, actually. And, you know, um, today's media has been key to that as well, actually, to be fair, in sort of understanding you know, lots of the the hot topics and and you know who the key players are, all that sort of stuff. So it's been it's been a really interesting uh, two years or, or coming up for two years. Um, the role there really is about kind of growing, I guess, the brand awareness aspect certainly, but sort of growing our, our, our the business that we do more on the legal services side, so more with legal firms. Um, but it's also you know we also do work with with local authorities, with financial institutions, um, all sorts of things. And obviously there is part of the business as well which sort of does its own kind of its own air hunting so to speak you know where we kind of which we're, we're, we're tracing relatives of, of of dead people let's put it let's put it as it, as it is um, but yeah certainly on, on my side it's about kind of i guess growing that understanding of the business growing the awareness of the business you know coming to networking events like yours last week you know sort of getting out there and meeting people and, and i guess sort of you know um telling people what we do you know that, that's that's ultimately what it is because i think when you tell people what you do they always say well, it sounds interesting um and then it's sort of but, but what actually is that you know how, how, how do you, you know, how do you make a business out of it you know in in, in sort of in tracing people but it's it's, it's something we've, we've managed to do successfully now since, since the 1970s so um yeah and i guess my sort of uh with me coming on board it's about i guess sort of you know growing further really we were saying it's a very long-standing business in 1970s uh, yep. it started in that time presumably anglia research has found a lot of beneficiaries but thousands david thousands. Yeah, almost certainly yeah what happens when you can't find a beneficiary or what's the process of looking but then not finding a beneficiary how does that kind of work in, in some cases, it's just not possible to find people, and it doesn't matter how much kind of research you do, um, how much 
experience you use you know it's just not always 100 percent possible and that's across the board in our industry um you know it's it's just not possible to be to guarantee it you know otherwise you know we probably would in our marketing but it's not something that can be done um so from that perspective uh you know and, and actually to be fair in parts of our business and parts of the work that we do that's not actually necessarily a bad thing so for example in in, in trying to you know um trace a, a, a landlord, for example, you know, an, an absentee landlord, if we can't find them, that actually helps the legal process in terms of, um, you know, moving the process along for the actual leaseholders. So it's not it's not always a bad thing. But yeah, certainly in, in terms of the other side of the business, um, you know, not being able to find someone is, is a concern if you know they're out there. And I guess that's sort of where missing beneficiary insurance, you know, has a massive part to play because it is kind of, you know, it is that safety blanket, um, you know, that sort of gives that reassurance really that, you know, it's tied in nicely that you have to do the research, you, you know, you have to instruct a firm to undertake the research and that is part of it, you know, no no um, insurer is going to issue a policy without someone having done that already. Um, but yeah, it sort of gives that comfort. Obviously, there's, there's always cases, and this is something else that MBI offers alongside uh, sort of unknown beneficiaries. So, you know, illegitimate births, you know, people who maybe went overseas and, you know, and, and fathered a child, that sort of thing, and, and the family don't know about it. There's always that risk, of course, of someone sort of appearing out of the woods almost and saying, oh, yeah, I'm a member of your family and I understand, you know, there was an inheritance recently, that sort of stuff. So it does tie in actually quite nicely with what we do. It's not one of these insurance products that people just sell because it's, you know, it's nice or it's, it's a nice to have. This is actually is, in my opinion, it is, it is a must have. You know, you need to have it. Um, it's, it serves a real purpose and it's not just kind of, you know, someone trying to flog you know, some policies to, to, to make some money. There is a genuine, genuine need, uh, need and reason for it. If the business was started in the 1970s, presumably it's inverted commas, easier to find people now in an age of digitization, in an age of social media. Facebook must be a, a hugely valuable tool for you, or am I uh, am I simplifying this? No, I, you know, looking at it from a high level, I think you're correct. You know, and, and I, I, I sit with the guys, you know, um, throughout the week, um, and I sort of hear the conversations they have. I sort of understand um, how they're doing things. And social media is part of it. You know, it, it's it's using whatever tools are out there, really. There is a lot of information out there. Um, a lot of it's kind of open to the public as well. It's about knowing where to look, I guess. We have our own systems, or research firms do. Um, our own records, our own databases, that sort of stuff. But as I say, you know, we're using a lot of publicly available information, but it's about interpreting that really. In theory, it should be easier to find people than, than perhaps it was, and maybe in time that will be the case. But you know, we're we're still seeing lots of uh, lots of inquiries from law firms in terms of finding uh, people named in wills, for example. So you know, they've got an inheritance to pay out, but you know, and there's someone named in the will, you know, and it's a case of. We've written to their last address and, and we can't, well, you know, we're, we're getting no responses or the letter's been returned, that sort of stuff. Um, so it's, it is across the board. It should be easier. But then at the same time, you know, some people really do want to switch off. You know, we have conversations with people who are like, well, how did, you know, how did you get hold of me? I, I, I'm on no sort of, no social media. There's no telephone records for me. There's no this, no this, there's no that. And it's, it is just applying that knowledge, I guess, and that, that expertise. There's no doubt the internet changed the industry massively you know i think any anyone can can see that as you as you can imagine but um there's still you know there's, there's still a lot of the old kind of themes are still sort of running through what 
what we do on a daily basis. So let's take the example of somebody coming out of the woodwork, Joe. I mean, how far does a practitioner go in their own investigations before they then look at employing uh, a professional service to, to support? I guess it depends on what information they already have available, you know, and what information is in is in the well in terms of, um, you know, the, the address given, the name given, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I suppose it, you know, it makes absolute sense for them to, to try and do as, as much as they can. It's something we're seeing more of, as you say, just despite the fact you think it would be easier to find people nowadays. Um, people still aren't updating records, for example, when they move. Um, you know, uh, we're moving a lot more as 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 a as a, as a as a population. You know, we're moving much more than we used to. Um, I'm I've been here a year, and I'm still getting sort of re I've still got my redirect with the Royal Mail going because it's like there's always something you forget. Um, so it's it, it does happen. I, I I don't know what the sort of the percentage is, but um. Or, or what point it is that they sort of turn it over to us, you know, they'll certainly um, use all the contract details they've got, they'll then issue out, you know, a letter of recorded delivery, I suppose. Um, if that then gets returned, um, they might start thinking, well, you know, what, what other inquiries can we make? Is there anyone else within the family, for example, you know, uh, that we could speak to who may be able to assist? And if, if all of those things draw a blank, I think they start looking to, to research firms to then sort of, you know, work our magic and, and, and try and track the people down for them. And is it a case then that it's it's about it being a cost effective use of time? So rather than the practitioner engaging in their own time and all of this, actually outsourcing this is is going to help them uh, from a cost point of view as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, you know, and don't forget this this is this is stuff we do on a, on, a, on a daily basis. You know, um, all day, every day. Whereas you may have you know, a private practitioner with with so much more to do and, and so many different things in different cases and, and and all of that stuff. So yeah, it makes absolute sense um, to then sort of, as you say, to, to to sort of outsource it, so to speak, to people uh, who can undertake it for you. And I guess it's also from the point of view of the estate, it makes sense from the estate, doesn't it? Because it, it's you know it, it's a more efficient way of doing things in in terms of timings. You know, anything that can sort of you know bring down the the, the, the time frames these these things take it's got to be good so at what point have you exhausted all the avenues of investigation that then reaches a point where you say okay well look we think that insurance is the way to go from here our sort of approach on it is we don't sort of automatically offer it to everybody so we sort of think it's um you know it still should be on a case-by-case -case basis this sort of blanket cover in, in some ways it does make sense but there are you know, there are sort of really, really, and it's maybe not that often, but there could be some really, really straightforward cases that are, really, that are not complex at all, very simple, very straightforward. Everyone seems to know everything, you know, that sort of thing. If it's a small estate as well, you know, those sort of factors, you probably wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, missing beneficiary in, in insurance. Um, but again, it's it's very much up to the PR. It's, it's, it's the PR's decision. For me, even on the small estate, I think I, I would still do it. But then I'm sort of in the industry. I, I sort of, you know, I, I understand that people can appear from, from, from nowhere. I know it sounds fanciful maybe to some people, but it does happen. Um, so I guess we would we would go through our normal our normal process of uh, of trying to track someone down. Um, it can be. You know all of the, all of the usual processes, all of the usual um, systems, um, all of the usual databases, as you say, social media, whatever it is that, that that helps us do it. You know that can sort of move the move the investigation along. Um, but there will come a point, as you say, when you sort of you know you feel as though you've hit a brick wall. Um, and as I say, it's not 
it's, it's just it just happens to everybody you know it, it even happens down to sort of you know down to family historian level where people are kind of researching their own family tree you will only be able to get back so far you know without kind of um specialist information really um so again it, it, it's really when you get to that point that's when you really start saying well okay you know we've done what we can and we've you know we've documented that as well and it's in the reports to sort of say you know we've tried doing this we've done this etc etc as you can imagine it's that's that's quite important to have that and then we'd start saying well okay look you might want to start thinking about some sort of insurance cover certainly on intestacy cases we would probably recommend mbi nine times out of ten if not ten times out of ten because obviously with intestacy cases it can be a little bit more complex so that's something you'd, you'd, you'd consider quite early on, I would think, with, 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 on intestacy cases is, is, is to start thinking about insurance early. And just to throw another one in there for you, David, we've also got miss, missing will insurance. Um, so just to sort of, and you can have a combination of um, these, you know, I guess it's a bit like, um, you know, your, your home insurance cover, you can sort of have levels of cover, you know, I want home, home emergency expenses or I don't, or, you know, this sort of stuff. Um, but missing will insurance would be something, obviously, which we would, we would certainly recommend on, on intestacy cases, you know, should, should it will appear um, sometime later. And is this a, an off the shelf product, Joe, or are we talking about something that actually is quite bespoke to each individual circumstance? Uh, it, it's bespoke. Yeah. So there's there's no kind of, um, you know, fixed cost. I mean, it, it is. I don't want to get too technical in terms of insurance. It, it is it is quite sort of um, simply rated. You know, we're, we're sort of looking at estate value, obviously being kind of one of the key things, as you can imagine. Um, what information? You know, if if we know there's if we know there's someone missing, that's obviously you know, if it's a known missing person, that could, and how many? You know, how many beneficiaries are there? Um, that sort of stuff is missing will cover needed as well. So it, it's quite it is quite modular. But yeah, I mean, you can get on a, on a straightforward case, it can take sort of literally half a dozen questions and, and you've got a quote. Um, so it's it's a bit of a mix. It's kind of you've got that technology nowadays to, to be able to produce something via system, you know, inputting, as I say, six questions. There you go. There's, there's your quote, which is handy. Um, but there are still the cases that need referring. So you might have the higher value ones where there's just a bit of kind of, you know, I often hear the conversation where people say, well, I, I I've heard about, you know, a, a cousin, I say cousin Vinny, <laughs> that's what reminds me of a movie, that sort of stuff. And that kind of just puts a little bit of doubt on people's minds, you know, from, from our body, thinking, well, hang on, is, is there, you know, is there a cousin, a cousin Vinny? Do we need to start looking for them? Um, that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a bit of both. But yeah, it's certainly not, you know, it's not, there's no meerkats here. There's no kind of, you know, uh, skateboarding Churchill dog sort of down the street. It is quite kind of, very niche, very specific, um, a, a very specific class of, of insurance, really. And insurance has a very mixed reputation, Joe. Mm -hmm. What does missing beneficiary indemnity insurance cover? And perhaps more importantly, what doesn't it cover? Yeah. I think mean, it's a fair point. I think, you know, the insurance industry is probably, um, yeah, as you say, it probably has, does have a bad reputation and that, and that sort of filters down to all insurance. I think, you know, if, if you have some sort of issue with your car or you know, your car insurance or your home insurance, you, you are naturally kind of a bit against the the principle in, in, in some ways. And I actually wouldn't want that to sort of stop a PR from sort of saying, yeah, actually, I want I want MBI cover because, um, you know, it is ultimately um, if the estate is distributed incorrectly, and it doesn't matter if the PR was aware that it was, or you know, if it's there, 
if they were sort of in charge at the time, it's their personal responsibility, you know, it's their personal liability, um, which, as you can imagine, trying to sort of unpick a, 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 an estate that's been administered incorrectly, and then you've got to think, you know, you've got to get shares back from people, uh, you know, it's just, it's just an absolute nightmare, and PR is personally responsible for that. So, it, first of all, it's cover for them, it's cover for them, um, and it's a tough job anyway, isn't it? You know, I, I think being a personal representative is, you know, um, quite daunting, to, to be quite honest, and, and that's coming from someone within the industry. So, so what it's like for sort of the lay person, I don't know. But yeah, so first of all, you've got you've got you've got protection for yourself. There's protection for the, the fellow beneficiaries in, in terms of their their cut, so to speak, is you know is protected because if any further payment is made, it's made out of the from the insurer, effectively from from the premium. Um, so we're looking at covering where there is, um, yeah, we sort of talked about the, the the known missing person and the unknown missing person. I know it sounds crazy. So you've sort of got a more specific risk. So there's a specific level of cover. Um, you know, we're trying to contact Uncle David. He's in Canada. We can't get hold of him. We've tried our best. That's a specific kind of risk that, that, that can be um, insured. And then we get the other the other side of it, which is where the unknown person where, you know, there isn't really any clarity in terms of, as you say, not that 100 percent certainty. There could be someone out in Australia. There could be a, a distant relative in, I don't know, Iceland or whatever. It's not it's not in no way is it a, um, a substitute for um, genealogical research. You know, that still needs to be undertaken. You still need to get the verified report from a from a from a provider. Um, but it is there to offer offer protection. Um, what doesn't it cover? So I guess it's you know we're not getting into the realms of sort of contested wills and that sort of stuff. It, you know that's something different in terms of that sort of you know, put that over there. This this is this is really for the you know for this for the distribution of that estate. Uh, that's what it's covering and, and kind of any issues from that. Um, for lifetime, so it's in perpetuity. But you know it is it is there in case there is a claim at a later date. You ran the risk of starting to sound like Donald Rumsfeld there. Well, uh, there's known, there's known, what is it? Known unknowns and there's unknown unknowns. Absolutely spot on. <laughs> is there an element here for practitioners around pride? So actually, look, it's their job. It's a practitioner's job, as you quite rightly point out, to distribute the estate properly is there an element behind this that actually the failure to do so is is almost a, a an indictment on 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 the practitioner's pride um maybe I, I mean we can we can even kind of go back a bit and say uh take it further back to, to the actual probate researchers and sort of saying well actually you know is it sort of so is it a safety blanket for them it, it, it's not it's that's not what it's intended for it, it's definitely intended for the you know for the comfort of the of the pr i think there's actually a bit of a an education piece here for you know professionals in the industry um to sort of say what, what what to understand what it is that that, that it covers and, and why it should be taken out and this other stuff and i think there's some i think pride might be one of them i think there's probably more around thinking it's difficult Oh, it's going to be difficult. Where do I go for the? Where do I go to get the cover? You know, insurance. It's going to be reams and reams of paperwork, all that sort of stuff. As we've established, it's not that nowadays. Um, it's going to be expensive. It's going to, you know, it's going to take a big chunk out of the estate. It's not. It's generally. I was looking at all sort of average, average premiums. I sound, I sound like I'm in my old job now, but um, it's usually under about a thousand pounds as an average. You know, for cover, for for, for cover in perpetuity. 
um, you know, to me, that's that's well, I guess it depends on what, what the estate value is, but it, it, that's a lot of protection. Um, so it's not expensive. It doesn't take long to, you know, to, to set up. And there's, there, there shouldn't be, as you, you know, you're right to sort of point it out, but I don't think there should be any kind of, um, it's not an indictment on anyone's work in terms of the research on how the, how the estate was handled or how it's all been set up. It's just, it is there, you know, mistakes do happen in life with, with the fact that you cannot be 100% sure that you've identified everybody. There's always that risk. It, you know, it doesn't matter about the size of the estate, a, a missing you know, an entitled heir could turn up on a on a smaller state or a larger state. You know, it's just, it's you know, it's just there's no sort of rhyme or reason to it, and it's on demand. So as I say, it's it's pretty much even even for, and I think this is across the industry, even for uh, cases that have to be referred to the underwriter directly, the turnaround is 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 certainly within a day, which is which is amazing for for, for the insurance industry. I can tell you. It's all very well and good, Joe, having an insurance product in perpetuity, but with the rise and fall of insurance brokers and insurance providers over the years are there any guarantees that the insurer will still be there in perpetuity yeah that's a really good question because I, I can imagine that sort of you know um getting into the minds of people and when we're looking you know 20 30 40 plus years ahead where where will, where will any any company be um i guess from, from that perspective what's important looking at it from the outside is, is kind of the the financial strength of the of the actual insurance provider so um all insurers are kind of uh, rated for their financial durability i suppose is is one way of putting it so you would certainly want to look for um a rated insurers so that's sort of the the, the top to be fair to, to to the to the main the main insurers in in this space it tends to be you know the big international um companies sort of part, a specialist team but part of you know, a big organisation. So we, for example, use um, Liberty Mutual. That's sort of that's who our sort of underwriter is. Um, there are other some other big names out there, such as Aviva, such as Zurich, that sort of stuff. Um, and I think that's probably the way to go. Um, is that you do want that kind of uh, comfort, I suppose, from from the provider that they'll have. You know, you've got a, bit, a better chance, I guess, of those guys still being around in 20, 30, 40 years, and perhaps you have, um, you know, sort of a a small operation on 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 the high streets. Um, the other point to add there, of course, is is FCA regulation. So, as a provider of indemnity insurance products, um, we as a company are FCA authorised, as as are some of our competitors as well. Um, so that sort of gives us the you know the the authority um, to uh, issue the product, uh, to talk about the product, um, and obviously um, you know there are parameters within that of, of what we can and can't do and we follow that of course otherwise the you know the the, the authorization is, is 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 taken away it's not really um sort of something you can you can google and, and kind of get get a you know an instant quote for you do tend to have to go probably through a, a specialist broker or a specialist firm such as ourselves um, but yeah there's there's not there's not sort of a there's not a mass of, of, of providers out there and i guess in some ways that probably is Another reason why people are a little bit kind of unsure about it. But um, yeah, we, we, we can help. We can certainly look at it. Well, if we set out to demystify missing beneficiary insurance, Joe, I think we've, we've probably just about done that. There's obviously some wizardry that goes into the genealogy process that you've outlined. But actually, once you've exhausted all of those avenues, then the risk is still there ultimately. And that's what that's what you're trying to mitigate against. 
it's been really interesting to chat, even if insurance isn't always the most interesting of subjects. But I really, really appreciate you joining the podcast. So thanks very much indeed for coming along. Thanks, David. It's been a pleasure. The Today's Wills and Probate podcast is available on your preferred podcast provider. It's also available on the Today's Wills and Probate website. Joe, thank you very much indeed again. And thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll see you again soon. You're listening to the Today's Wills and Probate podcast, one of the leading sources of information for the wills and probate sector. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todayswillsandprobate.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.